For more than 25 years, Atlanta has tuned into my straightforward financial advice. I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. My staff and I will give you fact-based, no-nonsense answers to your financial questions. To have your questions answered on the air, send them to me, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired December 14th, 2019. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Three. ...in the dollar... It's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Monitor. Monitor. Good morning. What up? Yeah, no more fam. Is that oh. what you're wondering? Come on, I almost filled Absolutely. it in for you. No, no, no fam anymore. Man. I was called a boomer the other day when I did it in front of Jacob and Nick. Oh. And, uh, you know, honestly, if the shoe fits, right? I'm really not a boomer. <laughs> yeah, you, I was going to say, you're not a boomer because you're younger than me and I'm not a boomer. I know, but the new thing is to call okay, somebody. Okay, boomer. <laughs> there you go. Call somebody that's uh, acting as if they might be behind the times. Yes. So they do say it is a state of mind, too, not necessarily sometimes your age. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, isn't that the way life is in general? Yeah. Sometimes you run into somebody. I um, ran into a guy uh, a few months back, and uh, I swear he was straight out of the 1930s. You got shame? <laughs> um, Don't you even know. get me started. Yeah. <laughs> It's the way things happen, but uh, you are listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon, and I'm here today with Jennifer Thomas, whom you've already heard, and uh, Casey Smith. Jennifer is uh, our manager of planning and implementation uh, and a principal of Hensler Financial. Uh, I don't know, is there a better term for you, Jennifer? I know you're kind of the head of all that is uh, planning and implementation. I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty good description. Okay, good. (laughs) And uh, KC is a managing associate within the same department. Uh, Both of them uh, hold the CFP designation. They are CFP certificates, I think is the way it's supposed to be said, right? Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, how about that? I've been educated. I'm glad you said that, not me. Yeah, well. It's easy uh, to get tongue-tied has an additional designation. He does. He's uh, got a CEPA. It's a CEPA, Certified Exit Planning Advisor. That's me. Right, and uh, I have the privilege of working with Casey. Sometimes uh, he does... uh, advising for business owners who are are looking to exit that business uh, we are having quite a few uh, literally boomers in this case yeah uh, who are looking I love to, the boomers and why would you not I yeah. mean uh, so so there's a lot of folks that are looking to retire uh, many of them are business owners um, and uh, KC and uh, Nick Antonucci actually helped them with uh, with issues regarding that i am part of the team to some degree helping uh with valuation of the asset so um you know there's there's all kind of things that we get into around here but our main goal is financial planning overall underneath that umbrella are many different uh focuses Specialties yes, or focuses absolutely mm-hmm. yeah no doubt so uh we've got um 
got some information on the S&P 500 this week. It's been a good week. Um, over the past few days, we've seen a 1.5% increase in the S&P 500. Uh, energy stocks have led the way. The sector is up 3.76%, um, followed closely by financials. I say closely, about 70 basis points. Um, financials are up 2.82%. Uh, materials up 242 Um both energy and materials have been laggards of late, so it is uh, interesting to watch that um, kind of revert back to the mean, if you will. Um, industrials, 2.26% gain, and information technology, which really leads the way year-to-date, is uh, up 2.14%. And I mentioned year-to-date, so how high is the S&P 500 going to go? We know it is up 26.24% year to date. You called that right beginning no, of the year? No, I did not. I was more like a <laughs> 6 to 8% rebound kind of guy. Um, you know, we had a huge loss at the end of 2018 uh, where the market pulled back uh, almost 20% and then uh, started going back the other direction the way we all as investors enjoy uh, the market going up beginning uh, December 24th of 2018. And it's been quite a ride since then. Uh, we've hit some new all-time highs, and uh, some of the information we've got this week actually is is um, interesting to talk about. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, S&P 500 up 26.24% in 2019 uh, to this point. Uh, information technology up 42.6%. That is crazy. Ouch. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, crazy and amazing. Uh, financials up 28.79%. Uh, that's the one that I wouldn't have expected quite so much. Yeah, especially, especially with the interest rates yes, declining. Yeah, so, uh, you know, financials are more or less dominated by banks, but it is quite a diverse uh, mix of of uh, companies uh, and sub-industries, if you will. Uh, among them are asset managers, which you would expect the S&P 500 is up. Over 26% in asset managers probably having a pretty good year, unless they're just all in bonds. And, you know, bonds haven't done poorly this year by themselves. Um, On the south end of that, energy, as I spoke, uh, up 5% while the market is up 26.24. So most of uh, that gain has been this week. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, up this week, 3.76%. I uh, didn't mention it, but we do have two sectors that are down for the last week. Uh, 2.61% loss for uh, real estate and uh, utilities are down approximately 1%. Um, doesn't always work this way, but uh, usually when you have equities on a tear, you uh, you have bonds that are going the other direction. Real estate and uh, utilities are both more bond-like. Uh, they almost all have a significant dividend and many stocks that uh, are uh, big dividend payers do um, act as a bond proxy, we would call them. So, um, you know, we we do see them get to participate uh, with earnings gains, but at the same time, uh, if things turn very much, we do see those two sectors get beat down a little bit. So, um, and they're usually followed relatively closely by consumer staples. And guess what? Staples are only up 31 bips this week. So, uh, all is okay in my world. Uh, markets seem to be functioning as you would expect. We got uh, quite a bit of information this week from uh, economic release- releases. Uh, this was really uh, Friday was a week ago, but employment situation. 
uh, surprised everyone, increasing by 266,000 jobs um, when we were expecting more on the level of a, of a um, you know, a, a like 127 yeah. or something like that, 127,000, which is right at uh, the level that we need to keep up with population growth on a month-to-month basis. Um, yeah, 266 so really uh, outperformed expectations by quite a bit, and yes. the market responded accordingly. Right. Unemployment rate actually stepped back down to 3.5% as well. We had gotten uh, a whopping 3.6% over a, a couple of months' time. But, uh, you know, with a, with a huge gain like that, you would expect things to move. So uh, the employment picture is still looking awesome and, and uh, you know, arguably – the, uh, the the main pillar in our economy at the moment, and quite often, I mean, you know, uh, consumption makes up such a huge portion of our uh, overall uh, gross domestic product, so not real surprising when you see employment doing well. The next piece is the University of Michigan consumer sentiment, which also increased uh, 99.2 from a 96.8. Uh, current conditions actually rose 3.6 points and expectations rose 1.6. Um, there's been a bit of a disconnect for a while now with the uh, current situation being being a bit weaker than uh, expectations for the consumer. Um, but you can see that the gains in the, in the current situation actually improved. Um, and then uh, wholesale trade, which is hardly worth talking about. I think the piece that trumped that, and yes, I said Trump didn't mean it in that no way, but uh, he did make a, a an agreement this week, supposedly with the the Chinese, so that uh, we have like first leg in the in the trade war uh, being settled potentially. Um, I, you know, I've I've always got an opinion about most things. In this case, I believe that our president, who uh, has been acting as a populist and trying to tell us that uh, or trying to do what he told us he would do when he was running for office made the first step in in trying to become reelected um just outright it was not a real popular thing the the trade war i believe the the move that he made is to get himself back in office and you know remain there definitely seems to be a uh, a wild card that he can throw out at at any point in time the market reacts Absolutely. so dramatically based Too on dramatic. his tweets yeah uh, the latest one you know getting very close to a big deal with china they want it and so do we and the yeah. market today is obviously we're recording the show on Thursday and that was sent out this morning i believe yeah and Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> the market is is reacting very positively to that if he comes out and tweets tomorrow that Things are not looking as good, then the market's going to tank, and everyone's going to run for yeah. the hills. I believe they've 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 got that uh, um, agreement in place at this point. So, you know, the the deal is that we remove or don't impose any more tariffs, and they begin buying again uh, our agricultural products. So, uh, very difficult to say from day to day just what that looks like, but um, that's where we are at the moment. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll have a dog of the week and answer some financial questions for you. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. First things first, I'm going to say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. You ain't. This is the dog. The dog of the week. 
All right, my dog of the week this week is uh, absolutely a, a financial planner's nightmare. There is a couple who uh, this week decided they would buy some artwork. And, and, you know, with markets the way they are, we have been seeing people who will invest more in artwork. They're usually high net worth individuals who have lots of stocks and bonds and all the rest of that. But Billy and Beatrice Cox said they spent up more than $100,000 for a piece of artwork that is named Comedian. It was uh, put together by an Italian artist, Maurizio Catalan, and it's been made fun of pretty widely, but I, you know, I usually stray away from the very popular. This thing is literally a banana taped to a wall with duct tape, $120,000. They a, a, a real banana? A real banana. Which is going to of, rot? With a piece of gray duct tape that costs, what, less than a penny, I would think. It's like a 10-inch long piece of duct tape. I heard about this. A banana taped to a wall. Are you kidding me? Jennifer, your client comes up to you and says, hey, I got an extra $120,000. Is this the first thing that comes to your mind? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to leave. <laughs> so if you sell that for a loss, can you write that off? Is that a tax loss? I don't know. I mean, <sighs> is that like a collectible it's, thing where you? I don't know. It is a collectible. It is yeah. a collectible, and and I would imagine an appraiser is going to have to be called in. And at this point, I I mean, the only reason that you would think that it was worth appraising is because you spent so much money for it. This is yeah. one of those cases that maybe the it IRS seems like a publicity a stunt of some kind. Well, I mean, if you listen to what they're saying, they believe that. <laughs> This is amazing to me. Uh, They say that uh, the Campbell soup cans that were put together by Andy Warhol were received in a similar manner when he first brought them to market. I can tell you that a lot of work went into the Campbell soup cans that Andy Warhol did. I could go to my house (laughs) right now, and in less than five minutes, I'm sure I have a banana, and I know I've got duct tape. A yeah. guy like me, I got Absolutely. all. I could probably, probably get some it. camouflage duct tape <laughs> and stick this thing to the wall. And really, a hundred and twenty grand. Maybe that should be your retirement plan. Well, but you, it's, you're I an mean, artist. My, it's going to rot. And well, they've addressed that too. They believe that it wouldn't mess up the provenance of the piece if they just change the banana out once in a while. It's all right. Any more questions, So it's, so it's going to cost you more money <laughs> to keep up your piece of art. What happens when the duct tape well, starts stop sticking? Do they then replace the duct, duct tape? I, I would imagine. I mean, if you can replace the <laughs> banana, you can replace the duct what tape. Is it, is it like a removable wall? Like I, I don't understand. I don't even. I, mean, any, I, don't, I didn't get that from the article understand. that I read. It's, it's, you know, maybe you need a piece of portable sheetrock as well. Yeah. Make sure you All get right. some good paint on it. I'll, I'll go home. I mean, I'm pretty sure my kids could handle that. Some Casey, of the stuff that they've done, I've seen better artwork from my five and seven year old I than I have at the Guggenheim. Now, you know, I, I might not run in the right circles, but I can tell you, you're going to get laughed out of the flea market if you show up and put a hundred and twenty thousand dollar price tag That's on right. a piece you're, of. You're not hanging out with the <laughs> the right the, people. The right wrong people. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But I can assure you that... I, I hope they enjoy their piece of art. Well, I hope, they're, this is, grand I hope their dog this eats is. it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably paid that much if I were standing there looking at it 
and a monkey came out of nowhere, grabbed the banana off the wall, and ran off with it. Now, I mean, that's a show, right? Yeah. I, I could un- understand that being maybe a, it's art because it is a show. Yeah. But otherwise, Jennifer, you said you hope they enjoy their artwork. Mm-hmm. Would you enjoy sitting in the no in the room looking at a banana? No, That's it's gonna one after a while. If they don't change it often enough, it's gonna draw fruit flies. I don't want that. <laughs> no fruit flies at Jennifer's house. Well, I don't know. I I mean I know your husband and uh, and and I'm cut maybe out of a piece of cloth that was in the bolt next to him at least. <laughs> And uh, there are probably things around your house, as there are around mine, where my wife has complained, Troy, could you just fix that? It's got duct tape all over it. <laughs> and then you go out and Little spend $120,000 you know. to take a perfectly good banana and stick it to the wall with the duct tape that I could probably use to hold the fender on my truck. I believe we have an employee in the IT department that might be able to sell his car for a lot of value. <laughs> If duct tape is all that it takes. <laughs> uh, man, don't even get started on I'm that I'm just topic. saying. I think he's got his HOA after him for that. Well, maybe this will solve his problem. That's right. Hey, 120 that's grand to fix, a lot, of, uh, fix right. a lot of problems. Show me a Bentley with that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, honestly. All right, we got to move on. But uh, I, honestly, th- this is one of those that investment or not, uh, I just don't get it. It's, I guess it's the old... Pearls before swine. <laughs> Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. You're absolutely right. So is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the way you do it. <laughs> is that not, does that not work? I don't, I don't really think that's how it is. <laughs> All right, we've got a uh, situation we want to talk about this week. Uh, for years, um, Carrie has made uh, self-promises to improve his finances, but each year he falls flat. He's probably not like, unlike a whole lot of other people. Uh, he's looking to start off 2020 with a clear vision of what he can do financially to stay on track. Carrie's 43. He's got an AGI of $78,000. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this is, uh, probably a great time to talk about this. If you're going to make a, uh, New Year's resolution, why not make it financial? I mean, you guys can't think of anything better, right? Absolutely. I mean, of course not. Yeah. What are you going to do, like lose weight or something? That's That's, crazy. That's that's way too easy. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Anyway, so uh, the situation goes on. In 2016, he promised to pay off his student loans early. By May, he had stopped. Usually that starts about... January 1st and ends by February 1st, Um, but he had stopped with the extra payments because of car repairs. 2017, he resolved to close his unused credit cards so they weren't there to be compromised. By June, he had opened two new ones. Uh, 2018, he tried to scan all of his bills and go paperless, much to the chagrin of the paper companies. By March, uh, he had lost interest and was too busy with work to get back to the year-old paperwork. By In 2019, he vowed to set up a comprehensive budget tracking on Mint.com. Man, he's even technology. I mean, he's throwing away paper. He's going yeah. to the, to the, he's got the, to the he, app. He's got the right intent, right? But he never actually set up his account with Mint because he really didn't want to know just how much he spent at Starbucks every month. Um, yeah, that's that's a good call. A, this is a, a heck of a 
personal finance mess old Carrie's got going on here. Um, guys, y'all, y'all got anything to to throw out there as to? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, this time of year, you know, it's it's obviously uh, you're kind of reflecting back on where you where you are, where you have been the past year, uh, maybe some things you wish you would have done differently. So, obviously, a lot of people thinking about resolutions, um, financial resolutions, just like any other resolution. It's hard to make them stick, as we've seen by Carrie's uh, situation here. Yeah, old habits, right? Yeah, They're hard to break. <clears throat> I mean, I think the the easiest thing to do is don't make it more complicated than it has to be. Um, you know, you can learn a lot just by looking at your, your paycheck from your, your last paycheck of the year. Pay stub should have a year in, you know, year to date totals on it. Um, and you can really figure out a lot of about your income, your savings, your taxes, you know, starting with your savings, looking at your 401k. Are you contributing to a, a 401k or, or a company retirement plan of any kind? Uh, do they have a match? If so, are you taking advantage of the match? Um, you know, you can use that also to, to figure out how much you've got, um, how, what your spending is. I mean, creating a detailed budget is great, and that would be ideal, but a lot of people can't find the time. You know, Carrie seems to be in that boat where yeah. it's hard to, to find the time to nail down all of your expenses and figure out which bucket everything's going into. But you can get a pretty good sense of looking at, just by looking at your, your how much you've been paid you know, after taxes throughout the year. Right. You just need to know if some of that went to savings somewhere else. Right. You know, that that's important to, to take into account. But you can even, um, and I agree with you, you can find a lot of, just knowing at the end of the year, this is the bottom line. Yeah. This is how much, this is how this how much, much I, I had brought left home. over right. after, you know, I paid for my health insurance through, you know, that was deducted. Yeah, I mean, but you need to take that into account as a spending item. Yeah. But all those things are listed on your, you know, W-2 that you get. Yep. You know how much went to your 401K. You know how much went to taxes. You know how much went to your health insurance and other yeah. benefits. For most people, whatever they earn that isn't saved is what they spent. It's what they spent. After taxes. Well, right. and, and there is a good way to, to solve some of that. I mean, one of these issues often solves the other one, right? If you if you commit to saving, uh, you don't have that excess cash to spend. Yeah, I mean, pay, pay yourself first, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of the, the idea. So right. make your contributions to your retirement plans and then let the rest of it uh, fall where it may. No doubt. Well, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about this topic and answer some financial questions. You're listening to Money Talk. Stick around. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Jennifer Thomas, and uh, we're going to answer some more questions from uh, listeners, um, you know, as we go along. But if you have your questions, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can contact us with those questions through our question hotline. The number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, uh, you call in, you get our voice. Uh, mail our message center uh you listen to that for a good five seconds at least right and then you uh put your 
question out there for us. We play it on the air and answer right behind it. If you'd prefer not to leave uh, your message, you can call us direct. Uh, speak to a human at 770-429-9166. Uh, ask for the radio show or for Kelly Lynn. She will uh, get us your question, and we will answer it on the air. If you'd prefer not to do either one of those, you can email us at com. That is spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. If you have a broader type question, one that might not be so specific to your own situation, you can uh, go on our website, Hensler.com, and uh, probably find the answer to your financial question, uh, maybe even tax questions, various things. We have lots of data that's uh, been uploaded to our website that you can peruse and, and um, check us out. So, uh, there you have it. We'd love to hear from you. Um, guys, when we last were talking, we uh, were covering New Year's resolutions for those who have uh, financial changes they'd like to make. And uh, one of the things that, um, that, that I'd like to point out is, <clears throat> you, you know, there, there's a lot of bank credit card uh, websites that do a lot of the information that you get on the apps. I know he mentioned mint.com, uh, but but you can go uh, through just your bank credit card and, and find out how your spending is. And right now is the time you want to be trying to determine what it is that you need help or change on. So, you know, why not figure it out? I mean, I yeah, know I mean, you can put your put all of your expenses on, you know, one or two credit cards and then they'll send you a summary at the end of the year that right. shows, shows mm-hmm. you what you spent it on. Right. Uh, I mean, that's I, I know American Express thing. does that. I mean, you know, I bank through Bank of America and I have a Bank of America credit card, but you can actually link other credit cards n- to your bank. Yeah, so it acts like so, a mint.com. Yeah, so it pulls aggregator. it in. You don't have to have a separate app. Yeah. And it'll, you know, it's not going to break it out like by Starbucks, but it'll you know, food and entertainment and yeah, utilities if you're, uh, and if you're carry, so you, you don't see. want it broken out by Starbucks anyway. <laughs> right. You're terrified of how <laughs> well, much. Well, that's you're what spending. I meant. So you don't have to see that. But you, if if all of a sudden you see a category that you're like, wow, I spend, you know, fifteen percent of my money on in, entertainment or travel or whatever it is, then and you go, that's like way too much you can drill down into it. You can set your, set your goals based on that. Right. And you have right. somewhere to say, all right, my goal for this year is to reduce my eating out budget by 10% or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that way that gives you a good starting point. I mean, another thing that's good to do at the beginning of the year is to look, take an assessment of your of your total assets, your net worth, kind of just write everything down. You know, I've got this much in my 401k. I've got this much in after-tax savings. I've got this much in a Roth. And, you know, that's... Subtract out your liabilities, your mortgage, your car payment, whatever, and then that's your your net worth effectively. And so then you can take, you can look at that, and that helps you in a couple of ways. You can look to see whether you have a good mix of assets. You know, if you have all of your money in tax deferred accounts, and then you need to access some capital before fifty nine and a half, then you might be out of luck. You're gonna have to pay a penalty or interest. Uh, penalty and tax on the distribution to get it out of your right. tax-deferred mm-hmm. account. Yeah. And if it's in a 401K with your current employer, you may not even be able to access it at all without yeah. taking a loan. Um, so there's just there's things like that that you can look and see whether you're properly diversified among your different types of assets, right. too. Right, vehicles, your savings vehicles. Right? right, exactly. So there's a lot of things you can glean yeah. just by... And if your goal is to save more, have it automatically drafted out of your 
account so that you don't see it. Yeah. And you know, to whatever institution where you're trying to save it and have it invested. Right. Yeah. And and to the earlier point, I mean, saving more solves a lot of right. the issue mm-hmm. with spending right. too much on frivolous things. But a lot of times if it never hits your bottom line, yeah. then you won't, you know. Yeah. If it doesn't show up in your account, then you don't <laughs> you don't really miss it. It's just like, you know, putting stuff down in your basement. It stays there for for years. Boy, and don't, don't I know that. that. That's why I'm, when I moved, I didn't get another basement. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, removing the basement or just saving more money. Right. Either one of, either one of those works. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys got anything more to add before we move on? Not really. Just, uh, you know, it's it's easy to make this stuff too complicated. And I think if you just simplify it as much as you can and, and come up with some goals that you can stick to, then... Uh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be better off by trying to keep it simple. Yeah, sounds great. Um, we've got some questions from uh, <clears throat> from uh, some listeners that we would like to listen to uh, answer here. We have a question from our good friend Bill Murray, who is a frequent um, a frequent listener, and and uh, he often will write us. So in this case, he says, in the event of financial crisis. Uh, like or worse than 2007, um, how well will these two entities survive the stress? Uh, the two entities that he is questioning are Vanguard Federal Money Market and the Teacher Retirement System of Georgia. That's two great questions. Now, the the first one, um, in our last financial crisis, which, uh, you know, I don't think that you know, if we had a significant crisis at the moment, it would be uh, on par with uh, with what we saw in 2007 or 2008. I could make an argument that we might see some overvaluation, but some of the things that were going on then are definitely not going on now. Uh, part of that is uh, due to regulation and and um, you know the the banking regulations have have changed some of the. Some of the lending practices, and uh, you know, you wouldn't see that. But uh, with Vanguard Federal Money Market, it's a it's a money market account. You put your money in, you get uh, you get a specific rate back. The the um, price at which your money stays there is always one dollar. So you know, you put a thousand in, you get a thousand back. Any interest that you get um, would would also be uh, included or added to that, but uh, one of the changes that we saw in our uh, in the aftermath of our last recession was uh, some changes to money market funds. In fact, uh, they can now break the buck. Meaning did we have any have funds that actually break the buck back in the last financial uh, crisis? We did, and I think that they were they were bailed out quickly so that uh, we didn't see. You know what happens when you see that is. Uh, fear starts creeping into the market before right. you know it. Everybody wants their money in in uh, folding dollars they can put in their wallet, which uh, actually puts a huge crimp in the in the banking system. So uh, they were able to cure that before it really got bad. But um, there there's a couple of changes that have been made. If you're if you're using a, a corporate based money market account, you're probably getting a better interest rate right now. But uh, what you're not getting is the security of uh, being able to access your money anytime you want. Uh, in, in the aftermath, like I said, um, money markets can actually break the buck. They don't have to give you back dollar for dollar. Uh, 
Um, so instead of trading at a buck, they might be giving you 96 cents or something like that. It, it'd be real strange if it uh, went much below that, but uh, you know anything could happen. Uh, the other thing is they can uh, they can lock up your money for I think it's 10 days, and they can also charge you uh, up to 2% on any of the assets that you withdraw during certain periods. Um, you know, people say, yeah, well, we're not in a crisis. That's not going to happen. It creeps up on you. You you just never expect uh, mm -hmm. when there might be something. So our recommendation is if it's uh, assets that you need, definitely put it in in a, uh, a federal uh, a government-backed money market, one that's only going to use uh, assets within it that are either treasuries or, or government uh, obligations in one manner or another and not so much the corporate. So uh, that is one thing. I think the, the uh, Vanguard federal money market is, is a safe place to put your money. You're not going to get wealthy in a, in a real short period of time saving your money in that manner. The other thing is the teacher's uh, retirement system of Georgia. Now, the teacher's retirement system lost $6.5 billion in 2009 from the downturn that we saw. How big is the is that pension fund? Okay, so it's uh, there's uh, ninety, I think it's ninety six thousand dollars in obligation, a billion dollars, ninety six billion in obligation, and about seventy one billion in assets. There's a shortfall of approximately twenty four billion dollars at the moment, um, but the money that they pay out is relatively small compared to. Uh, compared to the assets, and uh, any time that that the uh, actuary uh, tells the state of Georgia that they need to pay X number of dollars, it gets done. I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, when we come back, I'll finish the thought, but uh, we're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, I'll talk to you a little more about uh, Teachers Retirement System of Georgia as well as uh, a few other questions we've got to answer. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Casey Smith. If uh, you would like for us to answer your financial question, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is 1-855-429-9166. Give us a call at that number, uh, listen to the message that's on there, leave your own message, including your question. We'll play it on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer to call and talk to a human, you can do so at 770-429-9166. That, by the way, is also the way that you could call and talk to K.C. Smith or Jennifer Thomas. Either one would be happy to answer your questions um, in person online they're shaking their heads yes absolutely vigorously yeah all right uh and uh of course yep uh if you would like to instead of calling you can just email us at dr gene at hensler.com that's d-r-g-e-n-e at h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r.com uh or you can go on our website hensler.com spelled in the same manner h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r dot com and uh, see if you can find the answer to your question yourself if you're kind of the do-it-yourself finance person. Um, 
So before the break, we were answering a question for our good friend Bill Murray. His question was, in the event of another financial crisis, uh, like or worse than 2007, how well would these entities survive the stress? Uh, the first was Vanguard Federal Money Market. The second, Teachers Retirement System of Georgia, of course. Uh, just to recap my, my uh, answer on the uh, Vanguard Federal Money Market, uh, while it's not one that, that we use frequently around here, it is uh, put together in such a manner that um, the assets that are supporting um, the, the wealth that is deposited in there are government obligations, treasury bills, and uh, you know the repurchase agreements. Basically, there's probably a little bit of leverage on the thing, but uh, for the most part, it's assets that are very uh, stable and backed by um, my opinion here, but uh, the finest country in the world, uh, especially when it comes to uh, financial markets. Uh, we definitely have uh, the best. Um, what do you mean your opinion? Markets. That's a fact, Roy. Okay. Well, uh, state, Casey state says facts. it's a fact. There we go. Um, the, uh, uh, in order to make sure that you're not going to have an issue with your money market, though, we do recommend that you use those government-backed um, money market accounts and not so much the corporate. Uh, the tease is they're going to give you more yield on the the uh, credit-based or corporate uh, money-based uh, money market accounts. Uh, so they, they tease you into that, and then you could be subjected to a lockup of 10 days uh, in order to, to, to uh, withdraw your assets or be subjected to a 2% um, fee on anything that you withdraw, which is pretty significant when you're talking about cash. So uh, we use these so that they're, uh, you know, not subjected to volatility. If it's not uh, money that you're expecting to use, we would expect that you would want to invest it a bit longer term than a money market. So uh, second part of the question, Teachers Retirement System of Georgia. Um, it, it's uh, Teachers Retirement System of Georgia is, is a, a pretty safe investment. It's a, a great retirement asset, but you've got to be in the, uh, state of Georgia, a teacher, in order for you to uh, um, be able to participate. Obviously, there's 390,000 participants. The bigger the number, obviously, a little more risk that you're dealing with because uh, they're going to be paying out assets. Uh, the long-term liability of that fund is about $96 billion. The uh, assets that are in there now is about $71 billion. Um, which leaves about a $25 billion shortfall. If you do the math real quick, uh, it's 82.3% uh, funded, basically. Um, but the, the liabilities are more long-term, so any of the monies that they need to pay out in the short term are actually covered quite easily. As I was making the point, uh, you know, any of these retirement funds are going to hire um, uh, an actuary to tell them what is expected. Uh, it's a, a person that can do uh, math while they're sleeping, basically. Uh, but they'll tell you what, what uh, statistics say that uh, their payout should be. Uh, just in the way of funding, employee contributions make up about 6% of the annual funding, uh, while employer contributions, and when we're saying employer, it's the state of Georgia, make up about 20.9% of the compensation, uh, or funding, rather, in this uh particular fund and market returns are about 60% and that's the reason that I say and I think it's the reason that that Bill would have asked you know how what would happen there 
Uh, the fund lost six and a half billion back in 2009. Uh, returns are what is uh, the biggest, um, you know, reliant there for the funding of the fund, uh, which means that if they hold equities, which they probably do, it's uh, justified in an account like that. Uh, you're going to see uh, funding waiver, but the state of Georgia has always been good about putting more money in it. Uh, I think it puts stress on the state, but uh, definitely not something that those who are expecting to use uh, funds for retirement from the, the Georgia uh, teachers' retirement system to worry about. Yeah, so. I mean, the 80-whatever the percent funding ratio you know that shouldn't scare anybody. That's not necessary. That, that's actually a pretty healthy funding Second ratio. Second best in the state in the southeastern United States. Yeah. Only I think behind Kentucky. Right. So just because the the plan is not 100% funded doesn't mean that it's going to be insolvent anytime soon. It just Correct. you know it, it means that the hopefully that that funding ratio does allow it to continue even if we get a bad market. So right. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry too much about the market return impacting the ability for the fund to meet its obligations because it does have these other sources. And, uh, you know, the state of Georgia, as Troy said, is is a, a pretty uh, well-off state, so shouldn't have too much trouble meeting their right. obligation to the, the plan. Yeah, one of the things that makes Georgia different than other states is it's uh, there, it is by law required for them to have a balanced budget. Yep. And uh, it, it uh, puts significant constraints on uh, government spending. So uh, it's a good thing, it, uh, you know, for the, for the finances of the state. Uh, probably puts some constraints that uh, some people might not appreciate, but in reality for the finances of the state, I think it's a great thing. All right, uh, we've got another question here from our good friend Steve, who writes us, uh, listening to your Money Talk show last Saturday, you mentioned that annuities in Georgia are protected up to $300,000. If you would, please tell me how this works uh, and some details. I think we went over that briefly last week as well, uh, but we can do that. Also, uh, Gainbridge, a relatively new company, is offering fixed annuities short-term uh, with better interest rates than available with CDs. My research shows that the annuities are offered through Guggenheim Life, an annuity company, uh, three to five-year annuities are being offered. What, if anything, can you tell me about the company? Well, number one, anytime someone tells me that uh, the rate on this, whatever it is, annuity, CD, any sort of a financial contract uh, or not a contract, an investment is higher than the average or higher than the market, I'm going to tell you, well, what is the excess risk that you're dealing with? Uh, in this case, um, Jim Crone was on with us last week, and uh, I, we did reach out to Jim, and he says that he would definitely not recommend it as his uh, as his go-to for an individual client, and uh, part of it is based on their uh, on their uh, financial ratings. Um, so you know you can you can take that as as uh, Jim's advice, although he's not on the show. That's kind of his opinion, and and. Uh, you know, always consider what I told you. If you got some excess yield, you probably got some excess risk. Uh, that is likely the source. The other thing, this is a new company. It's Internet-based. Um, any any bank will tell you if they've got a rate on their CDs that's higher than average. They're trying to attract more deposits. Uh, as soon as their deposits get to where they want them, that will go away. Uh, probably the same situation here. Uh, even Jim, I know he he jokingly tells us he likes annuities, but uh, you know it's definitely not a uh, financial plan. 
it's a contract it's a it's a product not a plan so uh there's that as far as the uh the protection uh the insurance industry is uh, regulated state to state so uh anything sold in georgia would be obviously uh, regulated by the state. If you ever had any failure, as long as it's not over that 300,000 limit, um, this unfunded fund for insurance kicks in. And the 300,000 is the for an for an annuity. That's the benefit that's in payout mode already. It's already been annuitized. Whereas the value for the cash value coverage is 250,000. Okay, so that's a, that's a good thing to note. Um, but, uh, you know, long term, we're not huge fans of that. We think you can invest in other ways. And uh, they might tell you you've got a guarantee on your annuity. Reality is it's backed by the full faith and credit of that company, and that's all. All right, Money Talks, we'll catch you next week. I think the markets are going up. Me too. Oh, going up. Up. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.